Welcome to Heather Ewing, the CRE Rundown. I am your host, Heather Ewing, and today I'm excited to share I have Nick Stromwall with me. Welcome, Nick. Hey, Heather. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to uh, interact and, and learn together. Definitely. So we've connected through LinkedIn, was it about six months ago or so, would you say? Yeah, it's been about six months. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it's been fun learning more about you and... I love that you're helping entrepreneurs find balance. So why don't you tell our guests, our viewers, listeners, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm from the Minneapolis, St. Paul uh, area. Lived here for the last 20 years. Uh, came from Waukesha, Wisconsin. And yeah, I've just spent the last 15 years developing leaders on the college campus and started to have a love and fascination of how to help serve some of the, the the students that my wife and I were mentoring. They'd go on these summer trips and need funding for it. So we started thinking, man, how can we start uh, being able to be really generous and read a, a, a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad and started learning about how you can invest in real estate. And um, we purchased our first home in 2011, quickly became friends with the people flipping the duplex across the street from our house and they asked if we would be interested to purchase it. Well, I just read this book and I was like, man, this is a great opportunity. And just started to really have a fascination and, and love of how to use real estate as a vehicle uh, to serve other people. So my background is in communications, public relations, um, business, and IT. And I love to kind of weave together all of those things to help support people uh, I call it uh, helping people find balance in the triple win, winning at work, winning at home with your family and winning in your community. That's the triple win. I love it. And I must say, it reminds me of triple net leasing, although that's the the real estate taxes, common area insurance, and then property insurance. So different, but both very important. So, you know, I frequently hear about balance, Right. And what I thought balance was many years ago was one thing versus how I see it and experience it now. So obviously that's a that's a big topic. And it's nice to have someone that does specialize in that because it's something we all need and desire. Yeah. So what have you found? Um, you know, maybe a, a couple tricks of the trade or a few steps that have really helped you in your life and your career. Because you have three kids, right? Three kids and one on the way. I don't know one on the way. Yep. Yeah. So four. So yeah. busy man, right? And um, what have you found that is helpful that you can share with us? Yeah, I, I think there's lots of things. Uh, I think you, you know, being a runner, you know, knowing when your finish line is, is a really important thing. And just like that, I think when you're um, trying to make a big impact with your life, you really have to think through your your priorities. And I read this book about how to design your life, um, a life planning book where you actually start at your funeral and you think mm -hmm. about how do you want to be remembered? What kinds of things would you want people to say at your funeral? And you kind of design your life backwards in all of the different domains of your life. So, you know, friendships, family, work, community, um, even like finances and your education and your fitness. And you kind of come up with goals and things that you're shooting for in all of those areas. And, you know, you're never going to hit it out of the park in every single one every year, but taking some type of monthly or quarterly assessment of, of how are you doing in all of those different life domains, and then 
making little tweaks in your schedule and trying to trying to think for it. So that's been one of the best tools that that I've come across uh, to really help design your life the way that you want to leave it. Um, one other tool I actually always have on my desk with me, it's called the Full Focus Planner. This is by the Full Focus Company. And it's one of the best tools that I've seen that kind of meld together um, setting goals with kind of practical next actions and kind of having an analog tool where you kind of put it all together. I've always been one of those people that, you know, I hate paper. Um, I've always <laughs> been kind of a digital calendar, digital task management. And yet I'm so helped by every day writing down my plan for the day, thinking for what are the what are the top three most important things that I want to get done today and actually scheduling time in my calendar with myself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes in my calendar, you'll see, you know, a block of time called big one or big two or big three, where I'm actually putting in time in my calendar to accomplish the things that are most important to me. So sometimes that's a project. Sometimes that's a task. Right. Sometimes that's a, a business opportunity or an investor meeting, or sometimes it's a date with one of my kids uh, going to Panera and yeah. just enjoy, enjoying some time together. Definitely. Which is very important. And it's one of those two to truly live fully, which is something I have focused on. I know you do. And also many of our listeners that without a plan, you're just not going to create the life that you truly desire. And I think even with a strong intention, as you know, is that it's easy to get derailed. So how do you handle that? Right? So you've blocked it off in the calendar, which is huge. There's a lot of people that aren't even blocking it. There's a lot of people that don't even put pen to paper, which I will admit many, many years ago, I I was that one. I didn't want to be tied down. And I look back and it's like, oh, Heather, honey, honey. Right. But um, how do you handle that? Man, I think part of being an entrepreneur, I think we all kind of coined the phrase pivot during COVID Mm -hmm. and being flexible enough with your with your time and your schedule where you do have margin, where you're not literally blocking out every single minute of your time, but you have some flexibility in your schedule. And, you know, part of the reason I like the idea of having, you know, some annual goals, some monthly goals, some weekly goals, and some daily goals is it takes those daily goals to work towards your weekly goals. um, But you can't necessarily get them all done all the time. And one of my rituals that I do every week is kind of a, a startup ritual where I kind of look at look ahead to the week, think through all my calendar appointments, see where I need to travel across town. And, you know, sometimes I schedule a meeting on one end of town and then the other end and realize there's not enough time in between. So just being able to see your kind of where you're going at a glance is really helpful. And then, you know, as you do set set goals, you never know when an emergency is going to come up or someone walks in your office or your child or a friend or a family member needs you. You've got to be flexible enough to to be able to pivot and um, make make things work as as much as you can. Um, and you have to be you know diligent. And when you have those kind of weekly goals, if you haven't got them done yet, you're going to you know dictate things you say yes to and things you say no to. Um, there was an opportunity yesterday um, with some some friends and family. Uh, to go on an outing and it sounded really fun and we had just gone to the state fair we had a great weekend right fun opportunity and yet right starting today we needed to get done the things that needed to get done to be ready for Mm -hmm. the day so having those goals it was an easy no to say no to a good opportunity in order to say yes to the right opportunity 
And that's a that's a pivotal moment tying into that is discipline, right? right. Of one being clear of what your end goal is, seeing the the end of your days per se, so that you can live fully and create a plan um, during your years. But then too, it's it's voting with your time, with your energy and your resources. Have you read James Clear's Atomic Habits? I did read that book. Yeah, that was a really helpful book. Mm-hmm. I really liked that book too. It was it just really struck a chord within me about you vote, right, with how you spend your day. And that's the thing too, is that you're you're building all of those small successes, which always lead to the big successes in life. So I think that was a really important message that I garnered from the book. But then also with that is your environment. So how do you think environment ties into balance and uh, just the busy life of entrepreneurship and a family? Man, that's a, that's a really good question. I think, you know, clean, clean workspace or a, a place where you can kind of enter into the zone. And then right. entrepreneurs, they don't really have a starting time or a stopping time. Mm-hmm. So I literally have a, a meeting in my calendar every day at 4.30. I just call it a closing down ritual where I, I block that time so no one can, can schedule time or call yeah. me during that time. Turn off all my notifications and kind of just assess the day. What happened? When went well? what needs to change. And then I go ahead and set my goals for the next day um, so that I can really turn off. But I think the hard part about being an entrepreneur is you're always thinking of how to solve problems. At the end of the day, business is just there to help solve problems. I think, you know, God makes us all uniquely different. And I think for entrepreneurs, we're always trying to think about how can we solve the problems that are before us in our work, in our family, in our community, And it can be really hard to like, just be present and turn off. Um, So like, it sounds really funny, but we, we, we invested in a piece of furniture. We call it our, our charging cabinet. And at the end of the day, I come into my house, I plug my phone in, I turn on the do not disturb, I take off my watch and put it there. And it's just literally like that act of actually turning Mm. off, putting our devices to sleep. That's been transformational because we used to sleep and have, you know, our phones next to us and as our alarm right. clock, everything else. And the creep of going back into like being productive or that one more thing, mm-hmm. take care of that right now, instead of just enjoying, you know, the people that are around us. Um, that's, that's been like, it's, it's funny, we, you know, purchased this on Facebook marketplace. I think it was like a hundred bucks, but that like that single piece of furniture is one of the best investments we've made because it really does help us turn off. So environment mm-hmm. is, is, is all around us. And I think it's, it's really important to design your environment so that you can really be the person that God's made you to be. I agree completely. And that's where too, I think people don't necessarily think of the power of symbolism. Yeah, And that's a perfect example of what it symbolizes and how you've been able to structure your life to really benefit you, your family, and and then your work as well. So I like that. Um, if you, this is the hard hitting question. If you were to, you know, go into a time machine five, 10 years ago, what was a piece of advice that you would give yourself to help you continue growing and expanding here? in let's say the next five, 10 years. Hmm. This is going to sound really funny, but I think incorporating more fun into my mm-hmm. life and pursuing things outside of work 
So for mm-hmm. me, that was, you know, fitness, mountain biking, uh, taking up the, the hobby of flying drones, pickleball, like all these things that yeah. you, know, you see on the outside, but just incorporating fun into your life. That's part of my wife really compliments me because she's, you know, full of spontaneity and just brings that type of energy in life. So yeah. I think getting around people who are different than you, and I'm blessed mm-hmm. to have a wife that's really different than me and just having fun. I mean, it's just like planned fun is kind of a funny thing, but it's really important. Right. I agree completely. And it does sound silly maybe to some people, but I can completely relate. And maybe it's that the entrepreneurship, you know, backbone of it's plan, drive, push, right? Get up, forward on. And um, that's something I've been thinking about in the past few years, especially post-COVID, that if you don't create these moments for spontaneity, for fun and things like that, it, after a while, it can just feel like it's a lot of work. And granted, you're, you know, you're hitting it out of the park. You've got the accolades, the success from that arena. But life isn't complete without some of those other facets of which fun is an essential one. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you had mentioned about the the training. What are you training towards? What's a physical outlet for you? Uh, yeah. So I... Um have a friend who is a fitness coach and I just wanted to take more control over kind of my overall fitness. My wife mm-hmm. is a wellness coach and she's been you know, telling me for years, the different things that I should be doing or not doing. But it's funny, like when you step outside of your, your inner circle of people and you talk to someone else, they might say the same exact things, but you're more apt to really kind of move forward on those things. And for me, I think just nutrition, eating, Mm. um, to build more muscle, lose fat, Mm. um, pursue different goals. So last year was pursuing doing a duathlon, uh, running and biking. Um, this year it's just like being able to do a certain amount of pushups and pull-ups, which just sounds kind of like a a funny goal, but something that I wanted to work towards because I want to be strong, you know, with our, our three Mm -hmm. kids one on the way, like I envision being an active grandparent going down the slides at the park, um, right. lots of fun. And that requires like making decisions today so that I'm, I'm healthy to be able to do those things that I want to do with, with my kids when they're older. And if, if God blesses them with children, you know, Lord willing my grandchildren someday. So you kind of have to make decisions today that are going to, you know, make, make progress towards that, that goal, um, later on. And, you know, you make small investments. So having a fitness coach, it, it costs money, but when mm-hmm. you pay for something, you're more apt to actually do the work. The hardest thing for me has been tracking how much protein I'm eating. So oh. even investing, so I love technology. I love using technology right. to serve people. So even investing in a my fitness pal app to be able to scan the items of food that I'm eating and, and enter them in to really move towards um, eating my body weight every day worth of protein, um, which is a hard thing to do. Honestly, it's hard to eat that much protein. Um, <laughs> but when you start tracking and you see how little you're actually consuming throughout the day, um, it makes you make you know buying choices when you're at the store so that when you have open up your fridge and you pack your lunch for the day, you, you have those things there. So those are some things that I'm, I'm, I'm working towards um, right now. And something my kids and I love doing is going mountain biking. So right. uh, I know part of my, my, um, my financial goals is being able to, um, perform well enough to be able to purchase a new mountain bike. 
to be able to enjoy with my kids, which will help my fitness, which will help some of these other goals that I have. So stacking your goals um, can be a helpful thing too. Well, and to your point, it's all interrelated. And as far as the fitness component, you know, that's a big, big part of my life as well. And I, I think it's great for one, getting to know yourself as, as odd as that might sound for fitness, but especially with running, there's a lot of solo time. And I think also when push comes to shove on those hard runs or like in your duathlon or, you know, working with your personal trainer, you, you have a lot of thoughts that run through your mind and it's really selecting the, the thoughts that are going to empower you. That's going to help you take positive steps on the trajectory of your goals. And it's, it's a really neat opportunity. I think every day to, to see what you're made of, right? And some days we feel a lot stronger than others, but it's the question that goes through my, my mind is, did you show up for yourself? Hmm. It's like, you better believe it, right? I always joke that it's not if, it's when. And I've, yeah. I've drugged my feet too. I am very human in all of this, but I've had some really late runs or some nasty winter runs, you know, you name it, which, you know, being... um in a cooler state as well, that it's those simple, small things that really tie into the confidence that you can and you will deliver. And there's always a learning curve. And being an entrepreneur truly is a performance sport and a distance sport. So I love that you have the trainer, that you've got the goals, you're working towards them. And I think too, people just make assumptions about fitness or anything else that, oh, it's easy for you. And I think it's really the reply is that consistency makes things look easy, but it's, yeah. it's all those choices you make daily. Right. And this, the small plotting, you know, towards your future goal, when you make those small decisions every day, they really do start to add up um, in all the different domains in life, you know, relationally, that encouraging text to your, to your friend, financially, the small decisions you make, you know, nutritionally, what are you going to buy at the store so that when you open the fridge, you know, you take that, right. that next step. So yeah, I totally agree. I think that's, that's right. And I think when you can connect it back to your, to your why, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that really, I, I don't know, Simon Sinek, he wrote that book, Find Your Why. And I think mm-hmm one of the most transformational books or concepts because all of what you do should be working towards something. And when I step back and I look at the world, I just think there's so many opportunities for marketplace um, managers and entrepreneurs to create epic businesses that are going to not only take care of their needs, but like 10 X what you think you can do so that you have some to live off of and a lot to give away. I just think the world could really benefit from more people taking those steps of faith to become the person they want to become. Like you can't just live in who you are today. You have to live in who you Mm -hmm. want to become and start to take risks and steps to become that person so that you can have the impact you want to have in, in your work, in your family and relationships and in your community. Completely agree. And I think a lot of times what happens is that, people are afraid to take that step because it's so ambiguous, right? Right. It's so vast and it can go so many different ways. And what I've noticed in talking to newer entrepreneurs, um, you know, that are looking for 
for buying property or space, things of that nature, is that they want to know that this effort is going to be married with this result. And so I think that's where confidence is so important, knowing that you will commit and do the things you say that you will do, tying into discipline. And that result might end up in what your goal is, or it may not. And typically, there's always some deviation point, right? Of if your formula is not bringing the results you desire, then you tweak it here. But then you, you meet this person, and then you learn this skill. And then, you know, it's like the branches of the tree. And it can really go in in numerous ways. But I think it does help you to sharpen what you truly value, where you really shine with your gifts, talents, and abilities. And it all brings you closer to you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wise words. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. (laughs) So as you look forward, right, with helping entrepreneurs, with the balance and all the different categories, what is one area you want to share with our viewers, our listeners, um, that will help them maybe take that next step? That's a good question. Um, if I had to encourage the listeners to do anything, it would just be blocking off four hours in your calendar. Go to your happy place, wherever that is for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, could be a coffee shop, could be your basement, could be a park. And just think about the question. This can sound really simple, but I think a lot of people don't take take this step. Just think about this question. What do I want? <laughs> and just journal about <laughs> right. that. Take some time to really contemplate. What do you yeah. want? What do you want your life to be? Who do you want to be remembered by? What What do you actually want? I think so many people are just programmed to to do the, the, do the next thing because people told them this is what they're supposed to do or... There's this social pressure to to become a certain thing. I think a lot of people miss out on that simple four-hour exercise of just thinking through, what do I want? And I remember doing this a few years ago, and I was torn on what I wanted. I I was really enjoying my my job and developing leaders on college campuses, and yet I had this burning passion to become an entrepreneur. And it took this step of faith to, to step out to do that. Um, to help me become the the person I am today. And, you know, I kind of always have to be asking myself that question um, in a regular basis so that I can really become the person that I want to become. So simple exercise, journal, piece of paper, get out your computer, get out of notes in your phone, whatever works for you. And just think about that question. I like it. That's perfect. And wouldn't you say the truth is simple? I always joke that the truth is simple within 30 words, typically, you know, your truth. I always say when people use 250 words to come up with that, or it takes significant time that maybe they just don't want to see what their truth is. And at the same time, I can, you know, acknowledge that I remember I was in that space many years ago. And that's where I say too of, you know, when you're looking in the mirror, brushing your teeth, at least be honest with yourself and just say you're scared. Beep, beep, beep. Right. But to your point, the journaling, if someone is just beginning and is not even remotely clear, that is a major help. And again, it's that consistency and dedication to yourself. Right. I'll give you a clear example of that. Uh, about 60 days ago, I was given the opportunity to to raise capital uh, for an energy fund. 
And in this season of my life, my wife gets real sick during pregnancy. Like uh, she's on bed rest for a good 15 to 20 weeks and needs to be kind of taken care of. So it's, it's not an easy road at all for, for Katie to to be pregnant. And we were living with her parents to get some extra help, but this, this opportunity was kind of given and I had raised a couple hundred thousand dollars on Mm -hmm. three projects before that and kind of just thought this would be the the best next step. I've read a book about it, but yet Mm -hmm. I was full of this fear of, I don't know if this is the right time. Should I do this? Here's this great opportunity. It's more than I've ever done before. I'd have to, you know, do all these different things, but yet I felt that that small, quiet voice that I think sometimes we don't necessarily always listen to. But um, after fighting it for several weeks, I said yes to that voice and <laughs> testify that um, mm-hmm. the the goal was reached, even though I didn't think I could do it, and uh, the the fears were overcome. And I really believe that I'm serving my investors by giving them mm-hmm. an awesome opportunity to get the the triple win in investing, which is cash flow appreciation and incredible tax savings. So That's fantastic, the, Nick. The triple win in life and the triple win in, in investing too. So I just encourage your listeners, listen for that voice. And when opportunities come up, you have to think about, you have to live into the person you want to become. And for me, I want to be one of those really generous people because I've, I've started to become aware of, of people that literally live on 10% of their income and give 90% away. So I've got a dream list of 20 people and organizations that I would love to support. So what drives me is not just like being generous for being generous, but I want to help change the world. And when right. you invest people in organizations that you, you believe can do that, I think the world will really be changed. So um, that'd just be a, an encouragement of a story that kind of came true in the last, the last two months. Well, that is a perfect way to end this podcast. So thank you for that. And share share with our listeners, how can they learn more about you, Nick? Yeah, oakenvinecapital.com is the best place. Uh, I post fairly regularly on, on LinkedIn and would love to help you guys uh, experience the triple win, finding balance in work, in your family relationships, and in your community. Perfect. Thanks so much. And For everyone else, please join us next week when we have our next guest on. And now and forward, here's to living fully. Thank you.